Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Despite what their moms told them, they just aren't talented enough for radio. Unfortunately, anyone can have a show these days. Sean. Well, I'm pretty hard to figure out sometimes. I can't figure myself out sometimes, so don't you try to. Joe. You're an idiot. And really, a disloyal person. This is the Cuse Militia. Those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. It's the most bullshit thing I've seen in 30 years. Welcome, orange men and ladies. Happy Sunday. This is the Cuse Militia with Sean and Joe at Cuse Militia on the socials. Go there. Join the militia live on X Spaces. Sometimes, maybe. Uh, the orange squeak by Notre Dame, 88-85. to 85. A strong first half, but... Notre Dame closes out the first half and starts the second half uh, as strong as they can to come back from a 29-point lead. Almost a very costly loss that Syracuse at this point in the game cannot afford uh, to let happen. You'll hear from us. We'll hear from you. In fan feedback, that would have been a quad three loss for Syracuse. So, anyway, um, we're going to do... The, the, we're going to do the post game right now, and then um, a little later we're going to have Giovanni Heater on to um, sum up some uh, Virginia Tech action as uh, Syracuse will be hosting them Tuesday, I believe. Right, Joe? What time is it? Tuesday. Tuesday at 7. Tuesday at 7. Okay. Um, can confirm. Tuesday at 7. ESPNU. Yeah. So our boy Gio, who, um, you know, you might know him. He's like the voice of the Hokies now. So, anyway, um, I do have a montage and um, Syracuse um, back to their old ways. These orange men. Uh, the the one thing um, I noticed is that I, I think you mentioned it, Joe. Like when we play these teams that we should easily beat, it always seems like um, we could do better. And. <laughs> playing down the competition and and things like that i feel like um you know louisville that was a that was a two-point game right these past two games we've played pretty well it's just you know the cardiac cues we let them get right back in the game so uh let's take a listen and see what coach had to say following the win we have to figure out uh how to keep that first half going to the second half (laughs) But uh, I was happy um, that we uh, got a lot another win, even with the big lead. Uh, I thought our first half was just as good as the NC State first half. I thought the ball moved. Um, offensively, it couldn't get better than what we did. You know that that uh, that first half and these last two first halves, our second half. Um, naturally, you know you know teams make a run, but I just thought uh, some of it. Uh, was uh was us. A lot of it was us, especially this game right here. I just thought we had trouble guarding 
um, they put us in some situations. They, 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 they picked on a couple of guys, and uh, we just, you know, we just couldn't couldn't slow them down. You know, we tried to change defenses to get them off rhythm. They still made a shot. So they got it going in the second half, um, you know, which I knew they would get it going. But, but you know, I thought we could have did a better job there. Um, but uh, just with our team, I was uh, – Super excited for Justin Taylor. I, mean, I thought our guys did a great job of, of finding him. I thought he came out um, with a mindset of being a mover um, and, and, and creating some scoring opportunities for himself. I think we can do that a little bit more. Um, but I was happy for him, just a guy that has, you know, toughness. He shows up every day. And, uh, you know, and uh, as a coach, those are the guys you pull for. You know, you pull for your team, obviously, but when you have a guy that is – you know, hasn't played the best that he he's capable of. You know, he didn't hold his head down. He kept working. So, and I'll say this right now: I'll take a bullet, and I don't listen. I don't care what any of you guys say. I'm with I'm with these guys every day, every day. All right, these are young men that are trying to help us win, and they do everything I ask them to do. So, um, when I have players like that. I don't care what you say, you know, those are the guys that I stick with and I go with because they show up every day. Justin Taylor's an everyday guy. In this game, sometimes you're going to go through not making a shot. You're going to go through some stuff, but he never quit. Always kept battling. That's what it's about. And that's what should be talked about. That's what should be talked about. Nothing else. Questions. I think he got upset because he uh, said that uh, Chris must have said something to him. Um, so that must have irritated him or whatever. But I told him to calm down. No, I told Chris to calm down. Yeah, he needs to calm down and keep playing. Um, you got to play. Um, obviously, in today's today's game, you know, um, you know, people play with a lot of animations and hand gestures and things like that, but I always tell my players, if you make a shot, everyone in the building knows you made the shot. Um, so, but that's, you know, that's, that's the way the game is, you know, that's the way the kids are, that's the way they raised up. And obviously, you know, and I tell, you know, all of our players, you know, don't lose focus, you know, don't lose focus. But that, that, that's what happened. I thought, he, he, he thought that uh, someone's, he, Chris said something to, to, to the bench or something like that. Uh, this was J.J. Starling's first game against his former team. Did you notice anything different with his preparation or his play on the floor today? No, I didn't. You know, um, it's a good question. Um, I did not. I, I, I've been on that other end of playing against former teams in my professional days. Um, I don't think J.J. approached it, approached this game any different than any other game that he approached. Um, and if I had seen it, I probably would have, you know, talked to him a little bit about it. But, no, um, I, I, I like the way J.J. played. He was aggressive. Um, you know, he didn't shoot as well he, that he would like, but I thought he was aggressive, and we need him to be aggressive. Thanks, sir. Thank you, guys. All right, Coach, uh, there making himself pretty clear on the whole Justin Taylor thing. So, um, and, you know, that goes to, to what we talk about a lot when it comes to guys and um, playing time. We, we don't know what's going on in practice, and we don't know a lot of those those things that we don't see. All we see is what's on the court, right? So uh, a good day for Justin Taylor. I mean, he um, – 10 points. He didn't do much other than, than that. But, um, you know, it's good to see him out there scoring. And he got some he got some easy looks. And he was interviewed in the locker room talking about how, um, you know, they were looking for him and 
um, back door and stuff like that and, and stuff, stuff close to the rim. And that just gets, that gets someone like, especially like a Justin Taylor, just a little bit more confidence in, in being able to shoot. I mean, we've seen him, you know, pass up so many opportunities to shoot that, you know, to get, have a day and just try to get some easy ones and, um, just being another guy out there that can score. That's just helpful period. So, well, yeah. Yeah. And I'm glad the coach kind of buttoned that up. You know, there's been a couple, couple games now where it's starting to get pretty bad as far as the Justin Taylor stuff and everything like that. I mean, I, I told you that I, I listened to the, the local radio, um, and you know, Brian Higgins, I don't know exactly what that, um, but they were talking about, they had a caller that called in on one of the shows, um, that was talking about how we should be playing walk-ons over Justin Taylor. I mean, that's, and I mean, it's just getting to the point where it's like, come on, like, and, and again, too, I just don't understand why. I mean, why the fans kind of, you know, beat him up the way that they do. Um, you know, I, I don't like when they do that to a player when, you know, he might not come out in the first couple of years and, and be maybe what people thought he was going to be that early. But that doesn't always work out that way. Sometimes it takes a little while. So um, he's obviously a good player, a good kid. Coach is going to bat for him. You know, all the coaches are going to bat for him um, and even the players and uh it's good to see him get involved in the game, you know. Um, it's not outside taking threes or going one-on-one and shooting a little mid-range fadeaway. You know, I actually like the way that they got him involved, um, got him to move a little bit. We haven't seen a lot of that type of scoring. Obviously, Malik Brown can can pass the ball, so that just gives us another option, another person to, to look out for. But I, I like the movement. You know, we talked about before, they get stagnant. They want to play one-on-one ball, and um, adding that to the repertoire um, – definitely makes us a stronger offensive team yeah and it just comes down to consistency and and, and you know all of the, all of the things right so mm-hmm. with two games left in the or wait is it two or three it's three three games left in the regular season you know um is it too late i don't know we'll see what happens but so there was a there was an incident where where he coach touched on it we i i didn't i rewound the tape i rewound the 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 youtube tv i should say and i didn't see chris saying anything but apparently he was popping off at the bench coach sat him down um took him out of the game and probably said you know something along the lines of you know cut that out that's not going to be something that we're going to do here so uh, right. It didn't look egregious to me, but you know when the coach reacted in a certain way to make you feel like maybe it was egregious. But with that said, they were also getting handed. So I mean, that, you know, at one point Syracuse was outscored Notre Dame um, twenty-two to four or something like that, and you know it was getting ugly. And 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 you know we've been through a lot of. I mean, I guess it just sometimes it doesn't matter who's on the team, and when we look at you know some of the pit games we've we've had over the years and things like that sometimes it doesn't matter who's on the team it's just that you know it gets chippy like we've all, we're just always chippy with Notre Dame i mean it gets it can get nasty and um yeah so anyways. and we got some guys we got some guys that chirp a little bit right so um and yeah. realistically when you when you have those things usually they're real real quick right to make a shot and turn to run back and maybe say something toward the bench. i mean those things are hard to catch uh through the TV. Um, but all I know is, is, you know, the way that the coach reacted, you got to think that he said something unsportsmanlike or something like that. It's possible. Um, I mean, it, he, and, Shrewsbury was guarding him, right? So maybe, I mean, it's his kid. Okay. So, uh, I mean, maybe he said something to him. I didn't really see him turn to the bench. It's the only reason I say that. 
He might. Oh yeah. He well, might have I mean, he him. might have said something to the coach, or maybe he just said something that he, the coach didn't like. Who knows? You know. But I just think I like the way that um, that Autry reacted to kind of you know get him out real quick, talk to him, see what happened, get him to calm down so he don't do it again. Um, sometimes those type of things you can bait bait players into. You know, saying something again because you know that it, it, you know you let them know that it gets under their skin. So now sometimes people do that even more, or speak or talk even more. We got some chippy guys, but um, my biggest thing is you know Red showing the respect to the other coach and saying, okay, I'm gonna take them out and give you the benefit of the doubt as a coach. Come in, talk to my talk to my kid, make sure that everything's good. You know, and then he was immediately back in, and we didn't have any issues for the rest of the game. So, yeah. No harm, no foul. It's just you don't want to get any of the stupid calls. And, you know, to your point, maybe he, the coach is trying to get away with one, you know, because they were getting down so so much. Maybe you get a quick tee. You stop the, the bleeding a little bit, right? Well, and speaking of tees, I mean, there's a good there's a good chance that he should have probably been teed up before that game was over, coming out on the court. And if I could read lips, I mean, it was a couple F-bombs, and he was talking to the refs. So, I mean – you know, at the end of that game, you know, it, he he seems like he's a hothead a little bit. That's that's my point. It's passionate. Yeah. Eh, well, whatever. When he's it's passionate when he's when it's on your team. It's a hothead when it's on the other team. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. My bad. Um. Anyway, Syracuse. Uh, they moved up what one spot in the net. So. Yeah, um, we're getting there. You get. We're moving. We're moving on up. Slowly but surely. Yeah, and um, you know, with Notre Dame, I think they were like, a, like a, a shoot, one hundred and forty-three or something like that. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, where are they? Where's North? Like wins. Wins should yeah. still be more. But. One one forty-two, and it's funny. Like they don't they don't move at all, losing at Syracuse. So, it's that this whole thing is just gotten weirder and weirder yeah yeah and it'll get i mean it just doesn't make any sense it's obviously flawed and hopefully you know like we spoke it's not a situation where it's all down to what the net is um i'm beginning to believe that it's more so about breaking down you know what your schedule looked like as far as competition but um, i'm kind of hoping that they go for the whole how many quad four wins and losses did they have you know and how many quad ones did they, you know, did they have? So um, I don't think quad one should be looked at as a, as a bad loss. And if you look at seven quad one losses and only 10 losses in the season, then that tells me that's not an awful team. Um, when we have zero quad four uh, losses with only, I think, four. Nope, you just cut out, Joe. We are experiencing technical difficulties. Please stand by. Virginia Tech and they're you know they're at 52 57 yeah, something like that 52 um with uh you know I think I believe they're what 15 and 12 or 17 and 12 overall or something like that um so I just I don't understand when you look at the roster I mean you look at the net they've they've had these I mean they're three and eight in quad one we're two and seven they're two and two in quad two we're three and one 
Um, they have six quad four losses. So we'll get into it a little bit with Gio a little bit later because I don't I mean, I just look at that team and I'm wondering why we're 30 spots behind them in the net. Well, I mean, we've talked about it before, you know, who were, where did they start? Yeah, well, exactly. So, um, so yeah. at Salt Team Warrior 4, lots of, uh, lost a lot of money live betting. Should have known a red coach team would blow another huge lead. I mean, we were losing those games, though, I feel like a couple years ago. You know, I mean, it sucked. But thank, thankfully, it was twenty nine points. <laughs> because if it if it wasn't, it, we you know who the hell knows what would have happened. Uh, Kevin McKenzie eleven zero defense in second half. Effort level wasn't there. Was pathetic. Notre Dame kept putting Bell in defensive pick and roll scenarios, and he was uh, getting taken advantage of. No defensive adjustment from Autry. Infuriating to watch. Hate being so pissed. This pissed after a win, but I am. Um, the, I mean, they hit 10 threes in, in the second half and we all know that that's the Q's dagger. And with that said, um, if a team's going to go off like that, then, you know, we're vulnerable and not to mention what, what were they in Ken Pomeroy's, um, offensive efficiency? Like that's not them. That's not. It's not how this team normally plays. I know they were, I know they had some good wins coming into this game. Or not necessarily good wins, but they had they had um I think they were on a three game win streak with uh Virginia Tech, Georgia Tech, and Louisville. So I mean yeah. two scrub teams and then kind of someone uh, that's in the middle of the pack. But Yeah, their offense efficiency was two sixty nine in Kempom. That's so. terrible. Right. But I mean, I know I got a buddy at work that, uh, you know, they, they beat, they beat up on Virginia this year by, I think, you know, 15, 20 points. And it was because they said this, I mean, I don't even, the guy said, I don't know anyone on their team. I think they're young. They're a new coach with a bunch of new players, but they just didn't miss from the three. And I think that there was a point there in the second half where, you know, you see Burton looks like he can't be stopped. And then you have Shrewsbury and and other guys, uh, you know, lighting it up from three. Um, you know, I didn't think that Shrewsbury was going to miss. So, uh, know, yeah, they started they started getting into it. And again, that's that's the issue with basketball because it's so easy to just you know take your foot off the gas when you're up 29, 30 points, and it's all fun and games, and it just looks like it's going to be too easy. Um, you know, that team didn't quit, and they came back real, real fast. Um, and uh, you know, sometimes uh, when you have that confidence, you have that foot on the gas. Um, you know, and, and then you let go and you, you kind of start off, you know, start not putting in all that effort because you think you got it. You know, sometimes it's hard to turn it back on. And that's what we saw yesterday. Yeah. Another, another game that made me nervous when I didn't think it was going to have to at all. I thought it was going to be one of those after the first half, you know, same as NC State. You just thought it was going to be one of those ones where you can sit there and ease through the second half and not have to worry. But, of course, not. Uh, Fitting and- on Jim Beheim Day. I mean, I was just happy to get the win on Jim Beheim Day. No, I know, but I'm saying, you know, <laughs> that, cardiac use, of course, yeah, is fitting in on, right. on, on Jim Beheim Day. So. Yeah, I mean, um, <clears throat> I, I was just, you know, I'd be lying if I said it didn't cross my mind about, man, if this, if the, if they implode on Jim Beheim Day, that was just, I mean, 
It's just terrible. You don't get that. You don't get to redo that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, at, that's true. Um, Nadal, our buddy Nadal on Twitter. I remember so many games over the past two years where we would have taken a big lead and lose anyway. Miami and FSU, I watched live and it sucked. This team gets it done. Enjoy the dub. That's what matters, except for the net. But f that anyway. Well, unfortunately, yeah, I agree. And I was a huge fan of the net. I thought that this was going to be a transparent, you know, tell-all way of being able to determine one's actual status when it comes to the end of the year. And we're talking about bubble teams and all this stuff. And um, I feel like it's so un—it's so unpredictable. Like what is going to happen throughout the year with the team? It. Like, we've had the opportunities. We've beat good teams. You beat a really good team. You beat the seventh team in the country, and you move up six spots. Like, I mean, what the hell? I mean, we're in one of the toughest conferences. We're talk- They were talking about getting two teams, in- getting two teams into the tournament. Now-, now you're looking at four, five, maybe six teams in the tournament. I mean, it's possible. I mean, you're five anyway. But maybe six? I mean, so I don't know. You know, we 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 had the Big Ten conversation last year. Well, what the hell have they done in the tournaments? I mean, we've actually produced in the tournaments. Syracuse has produced wins in the tournaments. They don't just make it in and then flounder. They've won. I mean, we we've, we've gotten into you know last four in and had to play a playing game and still made a run, right? So yeah, I mean, the past it, few times we've been in, we were selection Sunday you know surprises yeah you know yeah um so um uh, you know and to juxtapose that with this up 20 points at the half but only win by three pitiful uh they may win 20 games this year i'd still be shocked if they do but with the other teams in the acc with better records i don't think um i don't think they will get an ncaa tournament bid if they do i believe they will be one and done I mean, how do you get? How do you become so negative after a win? It's so weird, <laughs> right? You know what I mean? It's it's like they won the game. Mm-hmm. I don't care if they were up by forty. If you know, it sucks. Yeah, it's like okay, well, that's a problem. I mean, they weren't getting stops. They, by the way, lazy, lazy, um, closing out on three point shots. At, at, at one point, I was just like, "Are you gonna do anything?" Like, this dude got to square up and and freaking put a bullseye on it before he let go one time. The guys are just defense is just standing around. I mean, that's you know, it sucks to see that. But a W is a W. I don't know um, what else to to really expect um, out of this Syracuse fan base. If if it ain't a pretty win, now it doesn't. Now it's pitiful. I don't know. I mean, yeah, right. I mean, you can have a situation where you could be critical, right? I mean, you could talk about some of the negative parts of the game, but overall, you know, that shouldn't highlight the fact that we won, right? Um, I think when you go through a season as a team, you know, you just want, you know, first off, you got to, everyone has to go back to the beginning when we didn't know what to expect and what this team was going to look like. Uh, we thought we were going to have Chance Westry. We thought we were going to have, I mean, Benny Williams, he went to the ACC media day for Syracuse. I mean, we thought we were seeing a completely new Benny Williams. And and then we had a 7'4", you know, tallest Syracuse guy ever. Well, 
you know, he's hurt. So um, the fact that we are not even playing, you know, with a full deck and we still you see them getting better and winning some of these games. And, and that's that's what's that's what I like. You know, there's always going to be negative things that you could look at and say, oh, this person should be able to do this or that. I mean, and, and that just happens. You can pick apart every game, but we're getting better. Um, and, and to a lot of people's you know points, I mean, Bobby on Facebook, four weeks ago, we lose this game. These guys are keeping a level head while the whole place is burning. These guys have grown a lot this year. Um, you know, you, we've been getting a lot of those type of, uh, of comments this year. Yeah, I don't even know if four weeks ago you lose, they lose the game. I mean, they've kind of shown that all year. They, they, we, you know, we talk about some of the teams they should have waxed the floor with when you know you talk about um, not just Georgia Tech and the loss, but like I mentioned, you know, Miami, um, Louisville, you know, so they were close games that they ended up winning. And um, you lose those games, and we're not even we're not even talking about maybe a bubble team or maybe a possibility still. So um, I'm fine with it. I, I don't care if they win by a half a point, as long as they win. So and, and it's an impossibility, and sir. They have a real legit shot at getting to 20 wins, and you know who knows what happens at Clemson. I don't know. See, Clemson seems to be getting a little bit better, but um, yeah, they're a strong team, so it's going to be difficult. But how about? I mean, look what Wake Forest did yesterday. I mean, first of all, their their fans just absolutely showed out. But I mean, oh, yeah. that, that place was rocking. So, um, you know, and beating Duke uh, at home. I mean, that's tremendous. You know that 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 may have propelled them into. Um, into the tournament if they can close out strong. So anything can happen. They, they weren't talking about guys weren't talking about guys. I mean, you know, all of the so so-called experts, they weren't talking about Virginia Wake Forest Clemson three weeks ago. You know, all, all of this is, is they were Clemson a little bit. Yeah. Well, Clemson's kind of been there, but I mean, and Wake Forest was right there. They needed a win like this. Um, so, yeah, I think that that really does does launch it. And like I said, I think Virginia was there, too. They were ranked, but they have lost a couple as of late. I really do honestly think all those three teams will be good. Um, I'm more confused about how they're saying, you know, Pittsburgh can get in and they got work to do. And, and Virginia Tech's ranked up there higher than us. I've seen certain things with, with their team still in the bubble, which I'm not saying that they're bad. There are, they're a bad team. You know, I'm, I'm nervous about the game on Tuesday and they have been playing better as the season's gone on. But, um, I just haven't seen anything about Syracuse being on the bubble, but you, you sit there and you look at the team and you look at 18 and 10 and you're like, how could we not be on the bubble or even talked about, um, Pittsburgh is in there and bubble watch on ESPN saying they got work left to do and they have a comparable record than us. And we beat them twice. So, um, I don't understand it, and to be perfectly honest with you, the weirdest part about it was when we when we um, watched the NC State game because they were talking about both the commentators and everything were talking about how you know both those teams, Syracuse and NC State, that they you know were on, were on the bubble and they were, they had a chance to get in, and that's like the only thing that I've heard 
this whole year about those two being <laughs> like in a chance of the like, bubble watch. So, well, they're they talk about Pitt. They're they're non con. They must have had some. They must have had a really cushy non conference because they're seven and zero in quad four. Um, but they're th- they're three and five in quad one. They did go on a tear recently um, with beating Wake Forest, Notre Dame, NC State, Virginia, Louisville, um, all in a row. So yeah. five games there, and then they lost against Wake and at Wake, and that sec- the second game in the season for them. And then uh, they just beat George, uh, Virginia Tech yesterday. So I mean, but for the, should should we be eighty five and and they sh- they're fifty seven? I mean, twenty eight points or twenty eight spots ahead. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, so. I don't know. I don't. I'm just confused. I wish someone would re-explain this to me and how it works. That's all. Be nice. Yeah. Um, I don't think anybody really can. At MF Brightside, Bell was a liability on defense. Notre Dame was attacking him on ball screens, and no adjustments were made. Almost cost us the game. Uh, well, we've we've talked about the. Uh, the defensive bell here and there, but you know, he makes up for it in other ways. I think obviously, yeah. uh, talked about it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. During the broadcast, um, at breaking in orange 44, great defense in the first half. None in the second, the team took their foot off the gas and so did the crowd two games in a row that have lost 15 point leads. Um, you know, it's more of that. Um, M. McKenzie, seventy-three. Copeland was out of control today and almost cost the team multiple times. I don't. I'm not sure if I remember that really. Do you, Joe? Copeland? Yeah. No, I mean, I think that he. I mean, he tried to do a couple fancy things, but well, I he always does. Think I didn't think anything was too egregious. Yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't nothing caught my eye. Let's put it that way. Uh, at Durham, Charlie. Uh, this team is hard to root for. Individual players, yes, Mince, Copeland, Brown, but overall, meh. I don't know. I disagree. There's just so much negativity. There's so there's so much negativity for a win. It's so it's so. I don't know. I would say we're spoiled, but I feel like this is like the the best chance we've had in a couple years. I mean, so I don't know. I don't know. I feel like we're we're. When was the last time we we beat a ranked team before it, before UNC? Okay, oh, I do don't you remember the remember. last one. I don't remember. <laughs> Probably pre, it was pre-COVID. David would tell us. He's in the space. Probably knows. Yeah, I mean, I just don't. You know, Jeff on face or Jeff, yeah, Jeff on Facebook. Tired of things still happening like this. Seriously, what winning? What I mean, what are we talking about? Thoughts I, on the I, game. That's all he had. I guess. Go ahead, Sean. I guess. I guess he was uh, upset about losing the lead. I guess. I mean, I could see that if you bet on the game, then I can understand why you might be upset after the beginning of that game. Well, um, yeah, that's true. Uh, <laughs> but other than that, I mean, come on. Thoughts on the game after a win? Tired of things still happening like this? Seriously, I mean. At least give us some context, Jeff. Jeez. I mean, if we would have blown that lead. Like we did, but lost. I mean, this is a totally different conversation. 
I don't even know why we're talking about it right now. I guess because it's in fan feedback. Um, yeah. <laughs> at Oil Cues, <laughs> at Oil Cues, uh, these net rankings are obviously a crock of shit. I mean, I thought they started strong. I did. I really did. I thought they started strong. I thought it was going to be something. Um, I, I thought it was going to be something that we could rely on. And, and once again, once you get something, leave it up to the NCAA to just F everything up. I mean, you have something that's good. You think it's going to be transparent. And then it turns into mass confusion. No one, no one can determine why or how the rankings are the way they are. I mean, when someone figures out, let me know. Politics. Yeah, it's weird. It's like, why do it? Why do we even do it? What's the point? I mean, why not just stick with the RPI and all the other BS that we used to do before that no one knew what the hell was going on as well? Right. I mean, it's just like... Or or add just something else into the mix that may or may not cost... uh, you know, another another way to gauge all of this without costing, um, you know, someone an NCAA tournament bid or whatever. So, I don't know. As far as making it into the top four, though, in the ACC, I mean, I guess it's still there's still a shot here. But, you know, with Clemson winning yesterday, which is it's going to be tough to, to jump Clemson. But um, Clemson winning yesterday and, and you know, I think I think there's a good chance we can – well, we, we play – Clemson again, but big asterisk there. Uh, but NC State and Pitt, I think we can get there. I think you know we have a good shot of finishing sixth in the ACC. That's that's how I feel about it. Doesn't get us a two game bye, but it looks good. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. and then you just see what you can do. Obviously, you're seated higher, so maybe you get a gimme round one, or not necessarily a gimme, but you know what I mean. Something, yeah. something a little, a little less stressful. Get your get your toes in the water. So, yeah. I just hope it's no, not think, a team we we played twice already. You know what I mean? Like a Boston College yeah. or, a, or, I guess that's it. Or a Louisville. We'll have we'll end up having to play. We but we won't get Louisville. But anyway, I digress. Um, so that's all I got for Twitter. There was, Twitter was not on fire last night after that. I don't know. It, 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 we, we had a comment that mentioned the crowd. You know, I, I didn't really notice it because the game, when the game gets like intense like that, I don't pay attention to all that stuff. But, you know, the, the crowd was okay. It's just they cheer when they're, when it's like something to cheer about. But when it's time to be obnoxious, that's where they, that's where they fall short. And they had a packed house. They had 27,000 people in there. That's pretty damn yeah. good. Yeah, no, those were one of those games where, and again, we don't know if it's, we don't know if it is the economy, if it is what it is. I, I don't really know. But, you know, whenever I've been to the Dome, yeah, there's certain games where the students will be, you know, raucous and, and everything like that when they know they're going to be on ESPN or, you know, stuff, something like that. But, uh, I mean, for the most part, a lot of the the noise and a lot of the cheering and a lot of that kind of the buzz, usually it comes from the 300 level. It comes from these these fans that fill out the dome when they can get there and they're sitting up top. Um, and that's where I heard a lot of those Let's Go Orange chants coming from. That's when I 
I mean, it was easy for yesterday to have a lot of buzz with all the players that were back and Jim Beheim day and just, you know, everything. Notre Dame, which even though they're not a good team, like you said, you know, we, we, it seems like we've had a rivalry carryover from the Big East and it's just always just tough games. Um, so there's a reason for them to be to be raucous. But with that many fans in there, um, yeah, I mean, that's that's the kind of, of, of that's the kind of crowd that you expect in almost every game, to be perfectly honest with you used to be the norm. You know, seemed like it. Yeah, 25. 25 I would say was like the norm in conference play. And I mean it could be who know, I mean who knows. I'm not even going to try to sit here and guess. Yeah. Like what it could be. It could be who knows. It doesn't matter. Him on Facebook. Two two games in a row they have stolen victory from the jaws of victory. But they won. I know. It's a joke. <laughs> well, eh, I mean, the game of two tails, the, the tale I mean, of two halves. Have we heard that one yet? Has anyone said that yeah, yet? Yeah, another game with the tale of two halves, with yeah. giving up a huge halftime lead, exciting game that they won, and that counts. At least he understands. Yeah, I mean, you can be upset about blowing a lead, but you know, we could sit here and talk about it all day. I just think it's, I just think it's very spoiled. To be upset about a win, what, what you know, we always say, take a ugly win over a pretty loss. Yeah, anyway. And there's another another one about Chris Bell, Jake on Facebook. Oh, Chris Bell is guarding me. Tra la la to the basket I go. I'll give him credit. He has gotten better rebounding and he gets some blocks that are impressive. But dot dot dot. And I guess he couldn't think of anything else after that. I mean, he finished. It's kind of fair. I get, I get it. it. I get it. I mean, I was I noticed it too yesterday. I mean, it's just it's an effort thing. I don't know. Sometimes you wonder what's going through Chris Bell's head. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's he's very yeah. passionate and he's very hard on himself. But sometimes you're just like, what is going on? What, yeah. You know. So. I would just like to just be a little bit. But I mean, I guess. Not awful, but we just we can't beat these kids up, right? Like, not every kid is going to be great at every single aspect of basketball, right? Um, otherwise, then everyone would just be the same, right? I mean, right. And at the end of the day, we're not coaches, and they're 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 they're, they're in the game for a reason, right? Even if it's, I mean, the reason could be we need bigger bigger guys. We don't have the depth right now, right? Like, it could be a bunch of different things, but. Regardless, I mean, those we he's going with the best options that we have. Well, it's like the whole Justin Taylor thing. I mean, I'm glad that that was. I'm glad Coach spoke up about that. You know, hundred percent. You know, we we've always we always question things. I mean, we're supposed to. I mean, this this is a show where you know we we basically feed off of fans, right? So if things are being talked about on social media or wherever, we try to talk about him here because it's what the show's based on. So, you know, that's been a subject. The, the the Justin Taylor has been a subject, but we've also talked in the past about how you don't know what's going on in practice. You don't know. We don't, we don't see that. And I mentioned it earlier, so I'm not going over it again, but we don't see it. What we don't see, we don't know. So now we kind of know coach believes in the kid. Well, you can, right. We're not the coach. And that's, <laughs> and that's the worst thing, right? About it is like, you know, you have this kid who, uh, I mean, he has to go to school. He has to go to practice. He, he's doing all of these things. He's doing all the right things and, and putting in all the effort, doing 
everything that he should be doing the right way, you know, all the days of the week and everything. And then we, we get to a game, you know, a little 40 minute game and one or two of the days of the week. And all of a sudden we're just going to judge the kid off of what, what it is in a basketball game. And we just don't, it's just, uh, I don't know. Like I said, and it, you can, you can be critical. It's fair to be critical, but to be mean, you know what I mean? To just outright, like say some stuff to that, you know, isn't productive in any type of way, especially if the kid sees that. Well, and hears I, that. That's why I, I always advise, I would always advise any kids that are playing at this level to not even go on social media. I don't care what platform it is. It's not It's not fun seeing nasty stuff about yourself. You know? I mean, right. you you could be a strong-minded guy, you can be totally confident in what you do. That's not that's just not good. It's just that that stuff needs to be out of their heads. They don't even need to worry about it. Like back in the day, big guys didn't have to deal with that. They had to deal with the local reporters, man. That was it. You know, mm-hmm. that was it. That's a whole lot easier to avoid. It's a whole different world now. So, um, anyways, all right. Look, another episode coming out today. We're going to do two episodes today. So, uh, Vir- uh, Virginia Tech preview will be coming at you and uh, we're going to have our buddy Giovanni Heater on so look for that that's going to be later this evening it'll come out um, maybe while most of you are asleep I don't know but anyway we're going to have Giovanni on to talk a little bit about his Hokies and um, see how that goes so we'll see you then for Joe Sean we're out Peace. one two three four those are numbers But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.